Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. of Thunder, the recognized symbol of excellence in rock and roll podcasting brought to you by Blue Microphones. They look great. Oh, they sound even better. And you know who Wait I, a minute. What? What happened? Tonight. Did I make a mistake? Tonight. Tonight. Episode 500. Oh, yeah. You know what? What? I even wore my tux. <laughs> you, you look sharp. T-U-C-K-S. <laughs> but, okay. For this occasion. Um, but you got roids? <laughs> thankfully, no. Okay. Um, looking forward to it, though. Yeah. <laughs> when oh, when it eventually talks, does yeah. happen. Yeah, that'll happen um, eventually. The show right into the toilet, literally, now. Mm-hmm. Um, 500 episodes. Yeah. Not for Chris, not for me. Oh. For one person in this room. <laughs> On a technicality. So. That's right. I yeah. decided mm-hmm. for the next several weeks uh-huh starting right now uh-huh a tribute to andy <laughs> okay and uh new intro clip oh every week during the tribute to andy okay so can i roll it you can roll it all right the soul and the hairstyle of P.O.T. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's right. It's so, me. The tribute to Andy <laughs> has begun. It's your buddy, Andy, America's little brother. Wow, what an honor. And I thank you, and then I pass it to you. Ah. Look at him go. Polka dancing his way across the podcast studio for the 492nd time. Uh, less than that. Yeah? Nick Nick Polak. <laughs> I probably missed about 16 that many? episodes. So, I was going to say about 20. 16 to wow. 20. We're all over the place with probably our members. He, he, missed, uh, he, he was on hiatus, and then he missed one, and that one with Jericho and Fort Wayne. A couple, yeah, that one. And Rockford. Yeah. He's just not willing to travel <laughs> to hang out with Jericho, which I can't really fault that. Yeah. Well, well there he is. Thanks for having me. Welcome to episode 500. The Indy 500, if you will, given well, where we're located in, on the planet. Mm. Well, after Chris's music, we may have to expand on that. All right, well, directly to Nick's left. You want him. We got him. Oh, yeah. Succumb to my power, my age, and my weight.
all of which are considerable. Yes, put those hands together for the breakout star of the podcast <laughs> medium. That is Chris L. We are Pond of Thunder, and here we are for the 500th time. We just won't stop, no matter how many people tell us to. And it is. And it is. It is the Thundy 500. The Thundy 500. Yes, Chris uh, foreshadowed. Might as well just dump all the clips out here for everybody oh, in the first okay. five minutes. All right, all right. Good one. <laughs> we, yeah, I had no idea. Yes, the Thundy first annual Thundy 500 is about to begin. I thought you were going to make some sort of reference to the latest R. Kelly sentencing, oh which happened was it? to the day of the taping here that we're recording. He's not out. He's not going up for 500 years, is he? He's heading in that direction. Wow. <laughs> he's a t- he's a tenth of the way there. I was going to say I saw that. Uh, it said statistically most inmates pass away around 64 and he's likely to be released at the age of 100 <laughs> so yeah well he he's wow. he's running they're running concurrently i believe okay. but uh um yeah he's he's officially racked up 50 years wow 10 so percent there on his way yeah so what do i do nick well can't have the thundy 500 without the national anthem oh and i found a very rare recording okay everybody knows and loves the pod thunderstand national anthem right yep i found a rare recording of jim neighbors singing it (laughs) (laughs) so i should play this so i think i think i I think uh, it can only get better right stand up maybe yeah remove your hats (laughs) jim neighbors Wow. Jim Neighbors, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't know Jim Neighbors sang the Pod Thunder Standing Anthem. Well, before the uh, the Thundy 500, he does. I guess so. I believe there's a movie, Days of Thundy, uh, (laughs) around the auto racing theme. Wow. Well, and you know what? Unfortunately, we are going to watch the, uh, you know, when they start the engines and everything. Yeah. Can't get a, can't get a signal from our satellite, the Pot mm. Thunderstand satellite. We shot it a little oh, it's too off. deep into space. Yeah, the, the angles, yeah. So Shooting it deep. It's <laughs> what we for do. For 500 episodes. Yeah. Um, but we're going to send the signal up okay. and see if we can get some some sort of satellite feed to give us this so we're gonna okay let's let's, let's see what happens here right. we're gonna send it up and see if there's anything up there that can help us and maybe we can hear them start some, up the engines something yeah All right. oh. oh oh good oh no Straining a little. I've been there. Sounds like a Ford yep. Pinto having, starting. Having up. some trumple. Oh. <laughs> what, what kind of vehicle is that? And the they, they put, someone packed the tailpipe with peanuts. <laughs> I think. Is that what happened? That old prank. That old prank. <laughs> Sounds wow. like one of the cars around here where they they replace the tailpipe with one of those d- aluminum cans. You yeah, know, and they think that that's a cool thing to do. They really do that. Well, you've you've seen it, and you've probably I'm sure you've heard it. It's got that. It almost sounds exactly <laughs> like that. Just that 
high pitched. Okay, it's almost like uh, what was that movie called? The like Fast and Furious cars, like those smaller cars usually. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. it comes from, but you, you see them around here a lot. And they make, like, farting noises. Well, the, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. more of a it's more of a, a, a prolonged, like, Kurt's cum shot uh, version <laughs> of the, the fart noises where it's continuous, but it's has that same timbre, if you will. Okay. And it's like, why would you willingly do that to your vehicle? You want mm. it to sound that way? Yeah. <laughs> People do it. A lot of strange things to vehicles. And you have to sit in that vehicle and listen to that bullshit every time you go somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. No wonder people are on edge. Imagine <laughs> imagine themselves getting that horse shit. Imagine getting like a, a call from work or something while you're in the car. I can't how, hear anything. How do you how do you, you pull over? How do you mask that? Yeah. Or from your doctor with you know <laughs> letting you know how things went. Yeah. No, those people aren't going to doctors. People who do <laughs> that true. to their vehicles. Yeah. They don't have jobs either. So. Pe- people who engage in vehicular tomfoolery do not go to doctors. Yeah, more okay. accurately, that's the call from their probation officer. <laughs> they don't want to hear it anyway. No, so. they don't want to hear it anyway. Yeah. yeah. I used to hang out with a guy uh, who did some, not quite that extreme, but did some of that stuff to his car. I never could understand it. Wasting any money I to never... change your muffler so it's louder. Like, of, of all the things to do with money. Why don't you just take your muffler out? Or isn't, that, Isn't right? that what it does? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it's appealing to people who are into that. But to me, it's, I would, like Chris has said about fireworks, I would rather just torch the money because it's that worthless to me. Yeah, that, I, I don't get it. Do not get it. Yeah. Well, you know what I do get? What's up in that foil, Nick? What do you oh, got over that's there? right. Is there anything in there? There is. Oh, good. Who wants to eat dainty? It's me. Who wants to eat baked treats with I me? do. Yes. Yeah, do you know? I, I want a treat. The listeners haven't heard all of the variants of that song. <laughs> yeah. At least not yet. There was a new one yesterday. There was a new one dropped on us. What is that? What's Those are foil? some uh, from Fat Tuesday, and I froze them right away, so hopefully they're still fresh, because we're recording on Thursday. Only if it's fresh. <laughs> and these are some homemade Neapolitan I'll yeast be, donuts. Wow. I'll be Jesus. damned. So you look like a couple of testicles. <laughs> a testicle and, and, out and, of and the it's, scrotum. It's oddly appealing. <laughs> <laughs> a testicle removed. So hopefully it's good. It was good on Tuesday. Icing in the sack wrinkles in this case. <laughs> well, Neapolitan. Yeah. Made made three different icings. Jesus. Look at you. It's decadent, it done. man. Decadent. Nick's making it happen. Getting it done. Can't wait to eat that. You know what else I can't wait to What's that? <laughs> Nothing. Um <laughs> Solid. It's got some. It does, right? Does heft to it. It's a substantial piece of of finery, I guess you would call it. (laughs) That works. Hopefully, Chris with the first bite. Hopefully, it's still pretty soft. I tried to freeze them right away in anticipation. Waiting for Chris's review before I try it, just in case there's a piece <laughs> like, of broccoli well, in it I mean, or something. You know, the king has to have somebody test the food. That's right, the podcasting king. From going forward, Chris will try all baked treats before I do. 
Yeah, it's good. <laughs> okay. I mean, like I said, substantial. Mm, good. I mean, it's a solid, uh, dainty here. And you got the one with the big, big bubble in it, too. So That's like with pizza. I'm kind of like my actual <laughs> testicle, oh, no. if you think about it. I like the one with the bubble better. <laughs> the one that hangs lower with the bubble in it. Uh, my doctor called me about it. I couldn't hear him over my muffler. So That's what caused the bubble, yeah, all exactly. the rumbling. Right, exactly. Ruptured ball. Downside of the rattle can. Uh, <laughs> at least there's just one downside. Yeah, that's the only one. Oh... So, what are you doing, Nick? What's going on? I got a song. You got one. I do. So, it's the final week already. I feel like we just started February. Yeah. And and it's already over. It is. Unbelievable. It's, you know, same thing happens all all throughout the year now. Yeah. When you hit a certain age. It's just every, like, oh, it was just Halloween. The entire year. I I still can't believe 4th of July last year happened already. (laughs) That's how quick it is. I agree with you. Don't savor it. It just keeps keeps going by. It I don't keeps know. going. Yeah. So here we are, week four of four, episode 500. I don't see what it is, but I see you've got yeah, an album. I, I brought the vinyl. The you've, promotional. That seems to be a theme with me this month, this yeah, year. Yeah, look at you. A promotional sticker, promotional copy, mm. not for sale. Not for sale. So we see that it's Lou Rawls, which we knew. Mm-hmm. We don't know. I don't know which album that is, and I don't know what the song is. Nor do I. Yeah. So there was a song. So last week I mentioned there were two songs off of a certain album that were kind of battling it out. Went with neither. Really? Uh, was listening what? to a totally different album and was paying attention to the lyrics of a certain song. Okay. And I thought... That kind of works with this episode, I think. Mm. And we'll see if you guys agree. I'm going out on a limb here. But, uh, yeah, it's from a few years earlier. Five years earlier than the one I, the one I was going, going to, go to pick. Okay. So I went a little bit and further. You made this decision when? Like two like days ago. A couple ago. days ago. Okay. Yeah. Based yeah. on the choices that the three of us made or not really? Did we sway not you? Not really, because I'll, I'll say originally it was going to be a song that was like you know smooth love making music yeah which we all love of course yeah, i'm a little disappointed to not be hearing that but go on but i think this song could i think we could use this song could kind of be a celebratory 500th anniversary song okay it's okay. got it's got a theme to it like that um and that's a good thing and uh for moving forward past 500 at least that's the the lyrics struck me a couple days ago when I was listening to this album, and I was like, "Oh, I, I should pay attention to what he's saying there." Mm. This kind, right. this kind of makes sense to me. Okay, we'll see. Okay, that's that's sounding appealing to me. Are you ready for me to play the clip? Sure. All right. Without any further ado, let's turn the microphone over to Chris Jericho. Out of hell! This one's called "Got It Here to Give." Off of "She's Gone." By the band Lou Rawls. Ow! Oh. 1974. Got it here to give. Track two on side B. Hmm. Okay. This looks like there's 11 tracks. If, if we have, uh, if the digital version is the same as the yes, physical copy. Yes, I'm, I'm counting 11. Yep. Okay. Title track. I, I believe it was mentioned a couple years ago. Title track. Uh, a Hall and Oates cover. 
she's gone. They were already at it in 74, huh? Apparently. Hauling Apparently yeah. uh, John Oates had written that uh, masterpiece already. Wow. For some reason, I always think of them as an 80s band, but they had hits for oh, yeah. everybody, multiple decades. Everybody that was popular in the 80s practically was a 60s Except, or 70s yeah. uh, act, Right, it seems. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this one... I don't know. I guess I'll let it speak for itself when we get into it. But uh, okay. Um, once we once we start, I'll I'll mention who I believe is playing guitar on this track. Ooh. Because there are three guitar players listed. Mm. I'm just going to go ahead and say I think it's the one that I want it to be <laughs> that we've heard of. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I'll mention. We'll that. go but, with that. Uh, yeah. This is uh. Yeah. Seventy four. Can I read some of these you track can, titles? Sure, yeah, absolutely. There's I mean, the album cover there. He's He's got a love note yeah. or a Dear John note. One or the other. Um, I don't know what the first track means, but track one, You Don't Miss Your Water. What does that mean? Um, until the well goes dry. Oh, uh, okay. Don't know okay. what you got till it's gone. Okay. <laughs> Next you got She's Gone, Feel Like Making Love, now you're coming back, Michelle. <laughs> yeah, that one. That, Funny that he put a name in there. Yeah, not that, just now you're coming back. That one's a little bit. Even listening to it, to me, with the name Michelle in it, it's mm-hmm. it's kind of I don't know. Does it feel like making love a bad company? No, cover? it is no. not. Mm, that'd be interesting. It's Andy's favorite band. <laughs> well, I can tolerate that song, but Shooting Star, on the other hand, <laughs> this is some no, thank impressive you. southwestern jewelry. He's got, got on here. He, he's got bigger rings than my dad. Yeah, he's got this this uh, wrist piece. Yeah, like like, the wrist. Like uh, Andy and I, our dad always likes his uh, Native American, like that jade. Is that the right? I I guess so. Jade, uh, turquoise, or whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. He likes the big, the big. I guess pinky rings or whatever you. I don't know. Nick never misses an opportunity to say the word. Pinky. Yeah, he loves. <laughs> he loves <laughs> where that came. We we need to get a statistic for yeah. five hundred episodes. Whenever huh? guitar playing is discussed, he, uh, he, will, he the word pinky will come out. And, uh, Man, that guy's got a strong pinky. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the holy trinity of uh, Native American Southwestern jewelry wearers has just been completed. Yeah. By Lou Rawls. Previously, it was just two: your dad and David Coverdale. So <laughs> it's quite a group there. That's quite a trio. Yeah, it is. Those three guys, especially in the forget it, Tom catting around. Look out! Yeah, it'd be trouble. At the very definition of be careful. <laughs> you see those three strutting into a nightclub. Get out of the way. <laughs> So, um, oh, track, wait, um, I'll skip one. Track six, Hourglass. Mm, uh, is, now, is that about a lady's figure, or is it about the sands of time passing by? You know, I'm trying to remember the lyrics. I don't remember that one um, lyrically. Okay. So. Well, no lyrics I, I guess available. That, so. I, Actually, yeah. if, I, if I could interject and uh, double back here to that opening track, it was... Uh, telegraphing it a little bit but uh, you know how a lot of people have mentioned that uh girl watcher was a a theme song for the wheel of fortune yes Mm -hmm. 
I'm realizing that you don't miss your water was used in a lot of uh, commercials for Depends <laughs> undergarments. So. <laughs> That's ringing a bell at this point. Yeah. Uh, okay. So hopefully well, you so guys si- enjoy this one. Side B, can I? I, I oh, sure. I'll, I'll go with the titles. Let it be now. Let it be not. Let it be known. Let it be now. Let it be now. Yeah. Uh, got it here to give the song we're doing here. Yeah. Baby, you don't know how good you are. Mm. Keep the faith. Bon Jovi cover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're a lady. You're a lady. Wow. Okay. It's a good album. Looks like it. Yeah. One of your. Favorites. I'm really look. I'm really liking his his. The fashions, the shirt is awesome. It's got like kind of embroidered eagles or wings. Oh yeah, like coming over the shoulders there. Yeah, yeah. And then there's this letter, this envelope says "Lou" in cursive with a lipstick uh, pucker mark on it. Mm. I even like reading what's inside, and (laughs) the look on his face is kind of like (laughs) kind of. Like, ain't that the way it goes? Even the furniture's cool in the background. Everything yeah. about it. Now, see, yeah, I got a cigarette box over here with a book of matches, and there's a pen on the table. Look at that. Man. Filthy ashtray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, people, this is great. People were classy 50 years ago, huh? Yes. Well, he certainly was. Yeah. Oh, let me get a closer look at that. Yeah, good. I'm looking at a little thumbnail look, now. Yeah. In, oh yeah, bask in the full size version. Yeah, I could not make out that letter that says Lou. From yeah, this is nice. He's got a he's got a uh, thing of cigars. Did you say that? Oh, there's those are cigarettes. Is that cigarettes? Yeah. Okay. I thought those swishers. Well, no, they're white. They look, they look like they're kind of big. They're cigarettes. Yeah, I guess so compared to the pen. It's just a perspective thing that I'm looking at. Funny. Yeah. MC Escher did this. It was his last, uh, <laughs> his last uh, commission before he passed. Not it, too huh? many people know that. Hmm. I don't want to look at the guitar player because I'm going to wait for you to surprise I'm me. Gonna, I'm going to bring it up pretty much first time I stop it, which will be ten second, five seconds in. All right. Well, let's take a quick commercial break and get ourselves set up. We'll be right back with Got It Here to Give from She's Gone by Lou Rawls, 1974. I see why you're going to stop and talk about the guitar player. (laughs) So one of the three guitar players listed on this album, it doesn't say who played on what song, unfortunately. Yeah. Is Ray Parker Jr. Oh, man. Oh, there you go. I didn't even know he played guitar. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and say that this is maybe... Possibly, probably Ray Parker Jr. Playing. He plays sax too, right? Ray Parker Jr. Um, I don't know. Does I he? think I've seen him play sax. Could be. I know I've seen him play with a guitar on in some of his videos. So mm. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, he's rocking the uh, fuzz tone here. Pretty mm-hmm. aggressive move uh, coming out of the gate. Yeah. This one's coming out hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you can, if you could just back it up to the beginning again. <laughs> okay. I, I want to hear that. I said, ooh, ooh, 
to hear the gill. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that's, that's a fucking nasty groove. Yes, right it is. Mm-hmm. And okay, my disappointment that we're not getting a smooth lovemaking so- song is completely gone. That's good. Yeah, this. <clears throat> yeah, that's a that's a nasty groove right there. Jeez. With the, I mean, with you can hear the the hand percussion yeah. going on. You can oh. just everything. This this is very very already very expertly produced. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. M- mixed. Absolutely. Uh, everything's panned. Yeah. To just make it's like an orchestra basically. Just everything is there <laughs> spread out, but. For maximum the sum impact. of it, the sum of it, yeah, impact mm-hmm. is the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a um, couple things I was going to say that I, dare I say that riff is almost Iomi esque <laughs> from the period. Just when <laughs> oh, the beginning goes like that, you know, it's got that <laughs> little hint of Iomi to it. Could Very be simple, a little simpler than what he would come up with but that drew that comparison yeah who would have thought the other comparison just sonically and and also the level of aggression that uh you don't necessarily expect from this artist i'm drawing comparisons to uh crazy horses the Mm -hmm. osmond's tune we did Mm -hmm. several episodes ago and i would put this um, when it when it breaks down and gets funky where it is right now, I would I would say it's got an Isley Brothers. Oh yeah, it's your thing. Yes, Any song sure. that sounds like it's your thing is a hit with me. Right. Yeah. Anything that's got that sort of a vibe to it, hard to go wrong. Yeah. Yes, I have. I said ooh 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 yeah. Got it here again. Yes, I have. Never claim to be superhuman. There's a lot of things over my head. I make mistakes and I got my faults. I leave a lot of things left unsaid. <laughs> lot going on. Yeah. That's that's one of my that the way he carries the melody up mm-hmm. against the music there. One of my favorite vocal performances of his. I think it's masterful. Oh yeah, such He's a groove. Packing a lot of syllables yeah. in there. Yeah, and he is doing it well and. So it's he, a little uh, self-deprecating vulnerability in the, in the lyrical content. Well, I but never I, claim to be superhuman. There's a lot of things over my head. Yeah. I'm kind of taking it as like, you know, if you don't like it, it's your problem. You know, the, you, yeah, you, you get what you get. Yeah. Well, it and lyrically, in my opinion, it increasingly becomes something I can identify with as far as being on a podcast, some sort of creative endeavor. Uh-oh. What's he gonna say? Well, and uh, speaking of relating to, you're, you're you're listening to the voice of a man who's made every mistake possible in life. So I'm relating to that uh, slant on the lyrics. <laughs> what was it? What was the exact lyric there? Uh, I never claimed to be superhuman. No, he, oh. about, talking about the mistakes he's made. Um, Nobody has the lyrics. No, does Andy have it? I know. I don't. But I know it ends with. There's a lot of things left. I leave a lot of things left unsaid. Yeah. Um, I'll look it up. Lyrics in this. No, unfortunately. I was hoping that there would be. Come on, Lou. Put the lyrics in. (laughs) I'm gonna come out with a uh, whatever a, a remastered version with lyrics. Um, mm-hmm. See, and that's that's something that he was always very good at was packing a lot of words in. Like he would do those in during the live shows, 
he would kind of do those raps mm-hmm. where he'd intro the songs. Yeah. He would, he would, <laughs> I can't even find the lyrics. Yeah. So. Well, you could back it up a few <laughs> yeah, seconds and then we'll understand bit. it. Yeah. All right. They're pretty intelligible. <laughs> yeah. Well, I never claim to be superhuman. There's a lot of things over my head. I make mistakes and I got my faults. I leave a lot of things left unsaid. Be assured that I'm well in touch with the simple ways to delight. Be assured that I'm well in touch with the simple ways to delight. <laughs> That's what he said. Okay. See, this is where it's getting into episode 500. <clears throat> a little, it, it's, it's, it could be a commercial. Simple ways for to this delight. podcast. Share a yeah, donut we'll, with we'll, your friends. We'll steal it like uh, the Wheel of Fortune st- stole a <laughs> girl watcher. We'll come up with a new theme song. And but, Nick, of course, a fan of when I use the phrase "rest assured." Yeah. Well, here here <laughs> you have "be assured." <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, I, that's a, what a what a lyric that is. Yeah, the simple ways to delight. <laughs> Why complicate it when you're trying to delight somebody? Stick to this simple, the tried and true. Yeah, tell them that tell them you're going to delight them. Yeah, or or at least that you know how to delight them. Yeah, the simple way. Yeah, this is great, and and, and the other the, the other thing that I'll tie in with something else we do on this show that you could totally hear Tom Jones mm-hmm. singing this song for sure. I mean this 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 is one that could fall into a Tom Jones set seamlessly. That's a good point. And he'd be all all about it. Well, I mean, and like uh, the- these lyrics coming from him would be as potent, if not more so. Yeah, and it, it fits with uh, the song Love Machine that we listened to by him. The first September. It's got that, that same, was it, it's huh? got that same sort of 70s yeah, funk. Yeah, I remember it. it now. Okay, yeah. Wasn't that one that we couldn't find? Yes. It was on YouTube only or yeah, something? Yeah, and yeah. yeah, the album was like $200 yeah. from Germany or something some, if you wanted it. That was it. Impossible to and find. How Tom Jones in the 70s released an album that was that under the radar, at least seemingly so. Yeah. I'll never understand. Right. Strange, but... All right, let's keep going. Yeah, yeah. Well, I said, ooh, yeah. I got it here to give. Yes, I have. You know, some people say they'll give you the world and then take everything you got. Okay. I'll give you our, our podcast if you take us to your ear. <laughs> it works nicely. Give and take at a balanced rate. Did he, is that what he said? I yeah, got we'll lost last there. for many a year. There's a, there, lyrically, there's for a, many a year. There's a, <laughs> there's a lot of lot going on lyrically here. That's good. Yeah. It's, and it's all great, by the way. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. 100%. I mean, who, who wrote this? Do we, um, do we have a I looked up the name. On not on there, but I looked it up on Discogs earlier. It is. Oh, it's, uh, on, it's on the label. Oh, you got it on there. Um, B. Olive and K. Nolan. Bill Olive and Kenny Nolan, it says. Yeah. And arranged by 
Alexander Hamilton. Is what? The, that's the name of the... That's who gets credit for the arrangement. Alexander Hamilton. First he sets up the, uh, the financial system for the country. He's making it rain with $10 bills <laughs> in the studio. Then he does this. Yeah. <laughs> well... Uh, we're we're only about halfway through, huh? Yeah, this oh. is under three minutes. Okay. Yeah, it's it's it, that's all you need. It's yeah. the, the simple delights of uh, you know, of of a in and out under three minute song. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, I, I'm guessing this is the chorus, mm-hmm. but it just doesn't feel like it's clear cut that this is the chorus. Just kind of, you know, the ooh, mm-hmm. got it here to give. It's because he came right out of the gate with it. So, like, yeah, at the beginning of the song. And like, so it's like, is this the verse or is this the chorus or yeah. is this just kind of, I, it's very casual, this part, but then, and it's a great, it's a great, uh, contrast with when he gets into the really wordy parts of the song yeah yeah but it's just it it's an there's really only a couple of parts back and forth but it's still an interesting arrangement i I can't really put my thumb on it yeah i mean given the fact that there's a bon jovi cover on here keep the faith it's it's uh conforming to the don't bore us get to the chorus true true. vibe of the uh, bon Jovi camp that they you give love a bad name starts with the chorus and I'm sure there's other songs in their catalog um, but yeah there's some uh, uh, one of the other guitar players on here uh, this will resonate with our buddy Jack Broad is uh, Larry Carlton a giant of jazz rock music played on a, a, at least one Steely Dan album that I can think of probably more okay so yeah, there's some heavy hitters on yeah. here. I look, yeah, I, I think I looked him up also, uh, doing a little research. Yeah, he he's got some kind of. I think he did a project with Steve Lukather, there, so that makes sense. Hmm. Oh that, yeah, that he's, he's in a, he's in with that crowd, giant of of guitar, and you know the the uh, he did some fuzz tone stuff on uh, Steely Dan's "Don't Take Me Alive," so that could, could be him okay. on that intro. Don't ruin Doesn't it for Nick. <laughs> yeah. I just thought what a novelty it would be to have Ray Parker Jr. Yeah. playing the guitar in this track. Who knows? Well, I, he's li- uh, he's listing the credits. Yeah. Why not? You know. I don't know. Oh, sorry. I don't know. I don't know really his style of guitar playing though. Ray Parker. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Is he more? Uh, does it lend itself more to the fuzz box sound or to the uh, more clean sort of? Uh, Percussive uh, funk stuff that works me as a guy who could probably be pretty versatile. Yeah. I don't think you can uh, just pigeonhole him into one style. I think he, he's one of those guys who's like musicianship is underrated, and then he you know he became the Ghostbusters guy, mm-hmm. which kind of clouds over his legitimate talent. But uh, yeah. yeah, whoever it is, it doesn't really matter. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Just like every, everything else going on in this track. Come on, yeah, come on, yeah, yeah. Hey, baby, 
say be my way bay <laughs> just I'm making not, up stuff i'm not huh? sure in the vein of it was good <laughs> from uh mr marvin sees yeah making one word out of three yeah well that is in a phrase that i've heard on a couple of other recordings is i've got a lot of love to lay on you that's that's that was one of his okay I won't say go to necessarily, but it's something that he did bring out once in a while, okay. and, it, and it, it with fabulous results, I would say. Yeah, got a lot of loving to lay on you. It's funny that like he's kind of going back and forth between it being about how he's gonna please this woman with love, but it's also I'm gonna please your ears with music to everyone. It's, it's self promotion yeah. in all possible ways, really. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Well, he's playing to his own strengths. Why? It's never a bad idea to do that when you're, you know, trying to seduce a woman. Just I mean, listing his resume. You know? pretty much. I mean, there's a there's a verse. I oh, just found some lyrics. Uh, there's a <laughs> verse that was omitted about how he can hang siding too. So. <laughs> well, and there's the one where he speaks about all of his southwestern jewelry. <laughs> that, uh, his, his impressive. Uh, <coughs> collection of turquoise pieces yeah very accurate appraisals on southwest jewelry yeah i mean yeah i think he was at an antiques road show episode at one point I'm, if he was trying to top that on i don't know what the next album cover is but he'd probably be wearing a turtle if, <laughs> i don't know where you can go yeah from this how, how do you take it up a notch right, let's keep going i got a whole lot of love to give gentle love and care mm, i'm not sure tender love and tender care, love and care. i know yeah. tender is the usual one yeah. but he's he's throwing a uh, cliche out the window here sometimes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. you could back it up maybe yeah. please i want to know i need to know what he has to give Be my way, baby. Hey, yes i have i got a whole lot of love to give if you need some tender love and care tender probably tender tender yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he's rhyming it with strip you bear too <laughs> at one point. So. <laughs> I got it here to give. never knew it's another yeah. one where they in the during the fade out you hear them really getting yeah. into it it's like damn things I wish are they kept that going things are really loosening up like you could tell the drums were yeah. you know you hear that a lot on especially mm-hmm. 70s stuff it's like we, the, the the real gems are right during the fade out when they're feels like that really way getting into it and, it's, and the, they're going buck wild basically yeah. and like you said that song's only 255 <laughs> i could have uh I would have been happy with another 30 seconds. Yeah. But I'm not mad about it. Mm. Of course, Lay My Lovin' On You invokes the Gene Simmons technique of using uh, love as a euphemism for his penis. So it's definitely going to lay happening. his penis on her? He is. <laughs> That's the plan. 
Now he's got a turquoise cock <laughs> ring that he's gonna bust out from his southwestern collection of adult novelties. He's got to paint it up like a totem pole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tex-Mex lovers breakfast the yeah. next yeah, next exactly. morning. His pubes combed out like wings of an eagle. <laughs> Similar to his shirt yeah. that he's got on on the cover here. All right. Something wrong with us. <laughs> oh, now, Nick, you brought it to the show today. Mm-hmm. Got it here to give. It's your turn to vote. Sweet Surrender. Oh, Kick come him on now. Sweet Surrender. Yeah. Sure. It's Sweet Surrender. Hell yes. Yeah. Fantastic song. Oh, yeah. There's no fault in it whatsoever. Um, glad that. I happened to be listening to this album a couple days ago. Sure, I was excited about the smooth lovemaking jam that was going to be coming. Yeah. But this one, I thought, episode 500, it's like he's tooting his own horn lyrically. It just makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, let's not uh, overlook, I don't know who it is, but let's not overlook whoever is uh, playing the piano. Wow. Yeah, that was, I wouldn't. That was... When when it, I mean it was there the whole time, but when it came up a little bit in the mix, it was it was really driving the point home. Yeah, and accentuating some things very nicely. That would be uh, Joe Sample, which, uh, <laughs> but that that name's ringing a bell. That, that I get does that. I think he's a pretty heavy hitter. I should Google him. I'm gonna but, look uh, him up right now. That does yeah. sound familiar. Mm. And on percussion, you've got Joe Percaro. Which leads me to believe he's a member of the Percaro family, who are giants of the, the of the studio guys in L.A. Okay. Recorded at the Record Plant in Los Angeles, uh, well. legendary studio. Well, Joe Sample played with uh, Miles Davis, George Benson. Jeez, wow. okay, <laughs> yeah, and it goes on. Steely Dan as well. Yeah, I mean, so. it, it, this is. This is A list stuff. I'd be I'd be shocked if again our our buddy Jack Broad isn't if this album is, isn't not only in, on his radar but in his collection already. And if it isn't, it should be. Yeah. This I I believe it was uh, the first time I saw this album cover mm-hmm. was uh, I believe it was our friend Ken Block who uh who had purchased it oh really sent me a picture i believe yeah he just came across it in the wild and yeah and and said i you know i got this album it's great yeah so and then you bought it based on that i I looked into i i looked into it and yeah how many albums does he have 25 i don't know he's i mean he like legit he he was like with sam cook and then he right i mean i don't know what up until past all-time lover a couple more albums right or that was oh, about it no many more many more that. Okay. yeah i'd say so because i remember uh when i was working at the music store in the early i don't know oh one yeah he had like a frank sinatra tribute album or something so he was still, still he died in 06 he was he was still putting out stuff until you know not i think he went into a coma unfortunately a couple years before but a couple years i won't uh Maybe not, but it, <laughs> well, a, I, well, he it's was not impossible. He was out for a little while. If I'm that's not a mistaken. long ass coma. Well, I don't know exactly. But. Or, did, or did he go into a coma, come out, and then he was just unwell? And mm, no, I think he was kind of out for a while. Damn, 
I don't. I don't. I might not. Damn, have that. Lou. Exactly right, but it's yeah. yeah this is unfortunate. This is traipsing into Nick Menza territory. <laughs> he, might, he might have not have his story completely correct. <laughs> Two-year coma. Yeah, be careful with that. <laughs> I thought he was out for a while. I, I haven't read about it in yeah, a long somewhere. Time. I'm sure it's on the internet. You can correct it later. Chris, you got to uh, vote. Sweet surrender. It's sweet surrender. Hell yes. If if you're looking for a definition of top shelf music, this would be it. Everything is yeah first class on this mm-hmm. uh, this particular track, and I'm assuming the rest of the album. I mean, everything is top flight. Mm-hmm. What else is there to say? Yeah, that's it. Yep. Sweet surrender for me. It's sweet surrender. Hell yes. I like that, um, you know, obviously Lou Rawls is known for singing love songs that are at a slower tempo, but I like when he sings something at a faster tempo, too. It's not like there's anything missing, you know? It, it's not him stepping out of a comfort zone. No. It's great. And there's there there are several other ones that are in this vein, and they're all excellent like this. Mm-hmm. Maybe one or two on a on an album you, you, during the '70s. He would he that would, would be like that. this, yeah, yeah. Break it up a little. There's bit. some great stuff. Um, looked it up. I don't know. Maybe I was thinking of someone else. He uh, he had actually lung cancer, so I don't think he slipped into a coma. But yeah. anyway. Smoking all those cigarettes that are on the uh, the table next to him on the cover of this album. Yeah, those look like some hand rolled jobs. Not getcha. a filter in the bunch. Those and that ashtray is full. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's probably just from that photo session. Well, he's clearly worried. Well, yeah, that's true. He's got some kind of letter there who knows if it's good bad well given the title it's probably a i'm out of here letter but why would you put a lipstick <laughs> That's... mark on, on your well maybe uh maybe this letter showed up at his house and his woman is gone now because this letter showed up that could be it. that's that a good be that, trouble that's a very interesting, interesting theory wow. yeah that would do it yeah Lou, what are you doing? Come on, well, man! Skeezing, but Keep it in your trousers, Lou. I mean, look at look at him. <laughs> you, the, if you're that guy, you're going to limit yourself to one woman. I don't think so. It's just physically not possible. <laughs> that jewelry, got, that <laughs> wrist piece is fucking unbelievable. I'm going to start dressing like that. Yeah. Like I said, him, Coverdale, and your dad. <laughs> <laughs> the, the holy trinity of Native American jewelry wearers. <laughs> well, look where we found ourselves, guys. Did you think we'd get here? I kind of did. All right, Hammond! I got a question for you! Paul Stanley needs to know. God Excuse bless me. you. Kiss is just taken off here. We're going in the wrong direction. <laughs> We go got it here to give. Should mm. we should we trade Ace in and see if Ray Parker Jr. is available? Yeah. 
Isn't there a story that early on when Kiss was looking for a guitar player that there there was a player that they liked but he was black and it just that was just not going to go with the aesthetic of the band unfortunately. Yeah, they couldn't have anyone with short hair, they couldn't have anyone that was yeah. overweight, they couldn't have anybody with uh, over a certain age, they oh, had so to be a certain the, height. Uh, yeah. That was the beginning of the backlash against white face makeup <laughs> on, on people. So. Yeah. Wouldn't yeah, have worked. They, they would have been canceled immediately if they tried it. Too much content. Although, ironically, his stand-in in the movie was a black guy. That's true. So there you yeah. go. Very true. Maybe it was the same guy they wanted to hire <laughs> years earlier. I don't know. Maybe it was Ray Parker Jr. Who knows? <laughs> Just go, let's roll with that. Let's get that, let's get that on Wikipedia. Yes, Ray Parker Jr., <laughs> Ace Frehley's stunt double in Kiss Meets the Phantom. <laughs> I think that could happen. Why not? I don't know. Sometimes things it's been known so, to happen. Things appear on Wikipedia. Wikipedia is an open forum yeah. until they find out what's happened and they <laughs> shut it down. Yeah. But all you need is a screen grab. That's, that's all. You need. Yeah. That's the memory Prove right there. It happened. <laughs> Why is there not a pot of thunder Wikipedia? How do you get Should that rolling? Be? I don't know. Five hundred episodes. I feel like we've earned it. I don't know how you do that. I don't either. Maybe someone out there who's smart knows how. Maybe once uh, Karamato is done with the card game, he can set up a a Wikipedia page. Who knows? All right. Well, it's time to vote. It has to be unanimous. Not one, not two, but three votes. Rock and roll boner. My vote's in. Yeah, all right. Next has been in before he even showed up. I don't know. Maybe yours isn't. Is your vote in? Me? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. There's no suspense here for me. All right. My vote's in. And I don't think from Chris. Yeah. But Andy, Nick you never know. Andy. Nick, me, Andy. Yeah. All right. Order. Where's that cowbell at? Where'd that cowbell go at? It's coming. It'll come back around. Just make people listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Just get up and walk away for a couple minutes. Right. Rock, roll, boner. And he got it! It's a rock in the bone, yeah. Are you kidding me? Who do you think you are? I am. Get it right. A big, fat, hand rolled, no filter Southwestern. boner. Southwestern. Southwestern boner. <laughs> <laughs> A wrist piece that goes halfway up your forearm, boner. Yeah. Oh, so he now did imagine it. if that were a collection that that was promoted, like the Lou that Rawls came collection. out with the album or something. It's entirely possible it happened. Wow. Yeah, sure. The man, the man was not. Uh, he was not completely unfamiliar in the world of advertising. So mm-hmm. something like that could have happened. That would have been great. Be like a, it'd be like a box that you flip open, just, you know. And there's like ten pieces. It's like in it's there. like Kiss Meets the Phantom. They got the talisman. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like a like, velvet sheet. Yeah, in there. just like it. I mean, if it was <laughs> if this was you know if he'd have hooked up with uh, Rocksteady Productions and Bill of Coin, there'd have been an order form in here for the, no. the bracelet, How? the rings, the conch belt, the <clears throat> embroidered shirt. I would have put a giant check mark and sent it to the address <laughs> just to hope for the best. All yeah. of all of the above. Yeah, exactly. Now I would do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Are you guys still operating? <laughs> Please tell me there's something there. There's a oh, box in the corner. Forty nine years later. 
sending my stuff i need to keep my i need to keep my eyes open for one of these wrist pieces yeah you I do. see it like at the antique mall oh, yeah. over here or something you got to find some kind I wanna of join guy. i want to join the trio of jerry jones <laughs> lou rawls and david coverdale the new highwaymen and we're basically <laughs> and that belt too i think we well, over- that's i we- mentioned at the conch belt i've, I've got some uh western boots with some of that detail on it i think he i think he beat rick rude to win that thing (laughs) is it huge i didn't notice it's it's fairly big it's it's more of a featherweight sort of yeah that's like right that's pretty big i mean for for a regular person to wear yeah that's a big ass belt that's a big belt (laughs) yeah he laid his loving on rick rude (laughs) take the belt that's a belt where if you drop something it doesn't matter how important it is you just let it go you don't you don't crouch down to get it oh andy's wearing a rick rude shirt (laughs) of course i am (laughs) why wouldn't i be (laughs) just remember that um What was I gonna, oh, I, when you said the thing about the big belt, it reminded me of when Nick and I were sitting around with this guy who was a really great drummer, and we were going to put a band together. <laughs> and he, he's, Well, let, we can name him. We've named him a hundred times. Yeah, his name show. was Phil. Is Phil. But um, he was writing down ideas for, like, you know, what could we do visually with this band? And he's writing down all these things. And then, like, thing five, huge belts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we looked at his list later. Like, what is huge belts? I don't know. What are we going to do with huge belts? I think he belts, was on to something. He might have been. Maybe he had something like that in mind. Well, that, like that's what. That's basically you'd become a mar- mariachi band. <laughs> it's not an original. Well, thing. I mean, those, I know, but it was just <laughs> those guys get work. Yeah, they're always busy. They were next door to our parents' house. Uh, what was that last year? For they, what they holiday? Had a, they had a mariachi band. I don't know, the I whole year? <laughs> no, it's a birthday. It was uh, a residency. Had, oh, yeah. No, for like uh, uh, Queen Sarah's. Oh, or yeah. Oh, yeah. Those, yeah. Guys, they, 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 those guys rake it in, and especially around uh, uh, Cinco de Mayo, obviously. Oh, yeah. All the gringo companies want to hire them. They just, you know, they have to turn down jobs. It's like the... Um, irish drum line thing with the bagpipers yeah exactly and let's face it is there a more cool confidence that you've seen in person than a mariachi band walking from their car to no. the gig <laughs> no when you, they know what they, doing. they know everybody's looking at them and, and they're always they're the nice cars too they're not shit cars with get, these little rattle can tailpipes <laughs> they're like fucking el dorado oh they have to be rolling yeah up. it's required you've seen the size of those guitars <laughs> yeah true. but i mean you know it could be some shitty minivan but it, no it's a no. cadillac el dorado a, from the 70s no. appearances are important in that in that line of work yeah yeah, you got to have some standards at some point in your life. I went to a wedding a couple months ago. And they had a band, mariachi band. Incredible. That's great. Yeah, it was a nice touch. Yeah. All right. Well, it happened. You, it happened. If you disagree with us, we're sorry. That's just the fucking way it is. And we're not sorry. Yeah, anybody. <laughs> Any any uh, anybody who disagrees with that is it needs some attention. Yeah, in a number of ways, <laughs> psychiatric, romantic. Go down the list. You're you're in big trouble if you <laughs> have an issue with that song. Yeah. 
Well, I know something that nobody's going to have an issue with. That is a commercial break. Nick's favorite part of the show. Nick loves it. Nick, what did you think? I thought it was very, very nice of them to put out the promo code POT. That, that 500 was, that was very nice nice touch for free for 100 free well the 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 one thing the one th- okay not everything the, you get the one thing free it's not like the it's, whole it's like the the you know the infomercials use yeah. this in the next 30 seconds yeah and you get a free football and, phone or whatever when you subscribe yeah, yeah, yeah that kind of deal so that was nice of them to do yeah very nice nice uh, relationship we have there and you know what else is very nice uh Kind words from our listeners. Now, who do we draw for the uh, gala 500th episode? That'll be an interesting to discover. Well, let's find out. Pop strikes 10, must be Monday night. A decade of stupidity, but that's all right. Listen to Pound of Thunder tonight. Leave us a voice message tonight. I discovered this show in 2018 when I was looking for KISS podcasts. I was 15 at the time, I'm now 19, which definitely makes me one of the younger listeners. But I really can't thank you guys enough for the show, as it's given me so many hours of entertainment for the last four now, coming up on five years. So, thank you all very much. Wow, so that came to us from Jamie Leach or ah, Lech. Yes. I, Jamie, I can't remember how to say your last name. I'm sorry, I'm bad with names. But I know you. I just can't remember yes. if it's a long E. The oh, name is Leach, and he's probably a Lech. So there I you think go. they both apply. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Wow, that's cool. You know, 15. It's, it's funny, as I say, it's funny to think about that. I know there's a few listeners like that who are close in that age range, maybe a little bit older, but where for some reason we came into their lives when they're teenagers which is kind of strange you know because it's an impressionable time yeah that's then, that's trouble and then we show up of all people yeah Boy. yeah i don't know about i don't know if that's a recipe for success but uh I'm, maybe some kind of sociologist might want to start uh documenting <laughs> this now and see what happens Ow. to these youngsters they see they all seem like they're fine upstanding people i would say so but I, I, I don't know why, but they are. Because <laughs> they listen to Pot of Thunder. No, but I mean, it's fascinating to me that someone that young can be in the into Kiss. I mean, one, yeah. one of the premises of this show is that the, the age gap, you know, I was right in that prime, the, the prime age when Kiss was out to be way into Kiss. And then I may, meet you guys who got into it through the 80s. Yeah, like the non-makeup kiss was your what you, but yeah. maybe not necessarily what you discovered first, but what you prefer, and that just that that notion was just so foreign to me. And um, yeah, you know that someone who who's currently under the age of twenty is yeah was looking for kiss podcasts and is into kisses. Shouldn't be that surprising, um, you know. When I, when I went on that Kiss cruise, the one thing that really blew me away was the, the people from all over the world were on that fucking thing. I couldn't yeah, believe it, you right? Know? And uh, so, you know, it speaks to the. Uh, I would think the ultimately, it's got to be the appeal of the music. I mean, yeah, everybody's into the 
into the uh, merchandising and the makeup and all that stuff. But you know, I think I think at the root of it, it everybody's got to be into the music at some point. Yeah. That's pretty impressive, lasting legacy for for the band. And we've had a pretty low percentage of Yanks that have uh, yeah, submitted. A, that uh, is interesting, right? Which is which is cool. British and Australian mostly so far. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. But hey, we should uh, got a lot more. Be many more weeks left. Yeah, yeah. We'll see yeah, you. send yours, uh, your voice uh, uh, contribution to uh, Pot of Thunder at yahoo.com and we'll put it in the queue yeah and for whatever reason now that we're talking about ages we've been doing this for almost 10 years about two months from now it'll be 10 years officially um that makes me think when we started it i just turned 30 like a week or two before and i'm about to turn 40 mm-hmm. how weird i mean yeah. I, 10 years it's not that weird but i mean it's just uh you know big round numbers yeah crazy oh man well look where we are pondering life (laughs) (laughs) did we make the right decision with the last decade i'd say yes i mean what what difference does it make now (laughs) you know yeah you're right well thank you jamie it's very sweet yeah good dude thank you hope you enjoy us for years to come i hope you don't come to your senses anytime soon (laughs) stop listening and uh you know what else it's time for Yards of questions. Motherfucker, I give them! Sing away. Yes, Chief. Oh, yeah. Ah, yeah. So I saw this uh, yard came in today. Oh, yeah? And it says something about episode 500 in it. Oh, there you go. So we're doing it. This came to us from Joe. Simply Joe. Simply Joe. Could Uh, be a couple different Joes. We'll see if we can figure out which Joe. Could be Joe Sample. Could be. Yeah, there you go. No, sadly, he's no longer with us. Joe Sample's with Joe C, you know. Could be Joe Namath. Well, he's, he's still nice. with us, huh? I think so. <laughs> he's still doing uh, some kind of senior commercial. Yeah, bilking or, the elderly out of their money. Him and Tom, Sel- <clears throat> Tom Selleck. All these sex symbols from 40, 50 years ago. They're still at it, huh? Yeah. Old men talking women out of their drawers and out of their money Yeah. on TV. I can't, if I'm home, well, I'm always, I work from home, but if I'm not working and I put the TV on, I have a real hard time watching it because of the commercials that run on daytime TV. Oh, yeah. It's unwatchable. Yeah. When I used to take my mom to her doctor's appointments yeah. and they'd have a TV on in the waiting room, it's like, <laughs> yeah. no wonder people who don't have jobs are just complete, you know, their brains turn to mush. It's yeah. Like, that shit unbelievable watching maury all day and all those Ugh. i mean it's off now but for what no it's still on maury's still on yeah, i thought maury I, was I gone i noticed that on today oh, on, wow. on, the, on the list is he still married to connie chung i think so 
What an absurd show. How come, how come she's the one that got blackballed? <laughs> I know, right? Of the two. She's the one you don't see anymore. <laughs> Maury. He's probably about 90. And he looks he can... younger than me. He's still at it. Did she but, get blackballed? No, I, but didn't she? Um, okay, this could be me. She had a two-year and, coma. Yeah, all right. right. Yeah. She was a child molester <laughs> at one point. <laughs> she uh, didn't she? Her career went down the tubes when uh, that whole Newt Gingrich's mother interview happened years uh, ago. I kind of remember her her career like her career being derailed in some way but i didn't I know that's, that's what, what it was, was. And that was a long time ago yeah i i, I know she was uh, she was the anchor on the cbs evening news and then she wasn't anymore so something had to have happened yeah but yeah it's uh, how, how i mean i i the money has got to be ridiculously good, but at what point do you just wake up and say, you know what, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. This is contributing nothing to the... It's contributing it's, to the it's decay a negative. of society. Yeah, it's yes. a negative, for mm-hmm. sure. It's like, okay, you've got... You, you 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 must have enough money by now. Just just stop. And just if quit. and if it's that thing, stop doing. Where you want to be active, you could find something else of to do. Of course you could. Anything. Anything is better than what you're doing. He could he could be doing what Emerald's doing. Find an air fryer that someone's trying to yeah. come out with. <laughs> the Mori Povich air fryer. Anything's better. He's than He's fucking his. 84 years old. I told old you. I said 90. But yeah. Yeah, back when we were at Playboy, I used to go to lunch with uh, Arturo and Joseph to that Flamingo place. Oh, yeah. And every time we went, it was yeah. just that time of day, they always yeah. had Maury on. Yeah. And I was like, you know, that's My- probably the last time I really watched it. Unbelievable show. Just the, the paternity thing and then the, the celebrations. when Right, the dancing. Yeah, it's come on, man. Yeah. Disgusting television. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In fact, I, I, I coincidentally I noticed it on the channel listing today, so I just clicked over just to see the synopsis of it on that particular day. They had a, it was a, a Who's Your Father episode. Shocking, I know. It's got to be but, almost every episode. But he had a guy. It, it was his eighth appearance <laughs> on there with seven different women. Wow. You know, if that's not just complete fiction, people are living completely different lives than well, I. Well, it's, it's it's as I as I say often, subhuman behavior. Yeah. It's just yeah. horrific stuff, and it just fact or fiction, it should not be depicted in, in any public forum. It yeah. should be just. At some point, shame has got to kick in on somebody's part and be like, you know what? We're not shining a light on this crap. This is disgusting behavior. Is this guy screaming Jay Hawkins or what? Didn't he, wasn't there a <laughs> yeah, thing think, where after he died, all of his offspring you know, got together? and like Trying to divvy up who yeah, gets what? Well, they got together for like a reunion or something or a whatever, and there were an <laughs> astonishing number of uh, people. Jeez. Some people just do that. I guess. Just, it's in some people's uh, DNA well, or whatever to just procreate. Well, Nick Cannon comes there to There you mind. go, Nick I Cannon. Mean, just, it's like a game with him. Yeah. 
ridiculous behavior. Multiple every year. Oh yeah, he just he, he, he it's a it's an addiction for him. Yeah. He can't stop. All right. Well, let's get back to this yardo questions from Joe. Joe says, due to this being the 500th episode, the questions are about length. Also, the ladies in high school said Andy was not lacking in this department. Thank you, Joe, for making a penis comment about me. I appreciate Andy and that. Joe uh, co-wrote this question <laughs> yesterday. All right, say the thing about my wiener. Okay, good. All right. That's in there still, right? <laughs> yes. I'm still reading what it says. Um, question one. Favorite band that has lasted at least 20 years, not named Kiss. Or uh, maybe he says has lasted, but maybe we should say that lasted. It could be something that ended, but lasted um, 20 years. How's that? Well, I mean, it's not a shocker. It, it, I'm going to be consistent here. Stone Temple Pilots, even though Wyland has passed on. Did they make it 20 years with him? They made it... Yeah, I'd say so. I forget exactly which year they officially fired him. It might have been like 2013 or maybe, mm-hmm. I don't remember. So, so yeah. They're close, right? Yeah, like, they right, did, 22. Yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, and they've carried on, and I was just listening to one of the songs with Chester Bennington, yeah. also no longer with us. Yeah. And there were only like five songs on that EP, but they're all really good. Is that all there was? They didn't yeah, have a it was album? an EP. Ah. And, uh, it was good, though. And then the I thought last, that was a brilliant move to yeah. bring him in. And the last two albums with uh, Jeff Goot, both Is really it good. Goot? I, I've heard. I don't know if it's How do you gut spell or it? Goot. It's G U T T. God. A G U T T or one T? I think it's two G. Two Gs. Two Gs. G G. He makes two Gs a show. No, I don't. I think I've heard Goot, but I don't know. Very good. I mean, they they've carried on. The, with you've got the uh, the s- consistent rhythm section, yeah, and uh, they've they've had three uh, really really good vocalists, three really good frontmen. So, gotta hand it to them. All right, it's they they've gone through a, like Def Leppard, you know, all sorts of setbacks. Yeah, and still kept it going. So. Uh, for me, I'd have to say I'd have to say ZZ Top, who's mm. actually uh, on 50th anniversary uh, wow. this year. I think maybe even last year, other first. I, I album. know. I was just thinking. I'm surprised that they're That's not past it. 50 at this point. Yeah. Wow. I mean, they they got they started in the late 60s, so it's well over 50. But I think I want to say their first album came out in 72. Okay. Might have even been earlier than that. Um, and they're still going after Dusty Hill's demise. Uh, I, I gotta say, I'm a little disappointed in that. But by the same token, you know, it, it, when they get to their level and their uh, longevity, it, it, it becomes a business, becomes a machine. They employ people, a road crew, and they feel a, a need for several reasons to keep it going. You know, one of them is probably just you know enjoying performing and whatnot but uh i don't know little disappointing that they carried on they, i mean they pretty much within days of dusty they, hill's funeral they had another gig going did they I mean, can't did they cancel a show at all 
I think maybe one. Did they? Not many, yeah. Well, I remember seeing a video where they had, and I forget the guy's name, the new bass player, but he was, what, their tech? Yeah. What's his name? He's got a funny name. Elwood. Leroy. Elwood. Elwood. Okay. Yeah. So, and I thought it was kind of cool. They had, um, I want to say it was from Dusty Hill's last performance. They had the, uh, they isolated this vocal track. For, uh, I think it was Tush, maybe. I don't. I forget exactly which song, but it might have been Tush. And uh, they played and just kind of, yeah, like a tribute kind of thing. I thought that's cool. I've never really seen a band do that before, specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it's you know, I it, it's, it's their thing. They can carry on, and my opinion doesn't matter. And it, it's cool that they're still at it. But I don't know. For me personally, it's a I don't know. It, 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 it isn't the same. Kind of like ACDC without Malcolm. It's just something's missing that they're never going to get back. But, you know, yeah, they've got things to do and people to employ and music to play so they keep going. But uh, uh, that would be my pick. I mean, I've, I've, I've got tons of their releases from throughout their career all of it is pretty excellent in my opinion um you know even the electronic uh mtv era stuff is quite good and uh you know billy gibbons incredible guitar player obviously so billy f gibbons billy f gibbons yes what does the f stand for I do not know. But that's what his solo is. He had a recent solo album, right? And it's it's listed as an album by Billy F. Gibbons. Yes. All right, question two. Favorite restaurant slash bar, not a chain, that has been around and made it through the times? So there's no uh, exact number well, of years on it. That's too bad. Because I, I just went out to eat in one of my new favorite restaurants, but it hasn't been around that long, so... What is it? Kataro. Oh, you, I mentioned it to you guys. So you, went, you were there for the first time. First time. And you enjoyed it? Excellent. Yeah, good. I, What'd you eat there, Nick? I know it's like a, a yeah, sushi you're not slash. A, you can't be a sushi guy. No, I'm yeah. not. But I, I didn't think there was the, any possibility. Yeah. The Korean short ribs. Okay. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Barbecue, Korean barbecue short ribs. In, yeah, incredible. I always want to try something else, but I always end up with the sushi there. Uh, well, can't go wrong with these. Oh, no. Incredible. I, 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 don't don't believe so. Um, well, it's good. I'm glad to hear you enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I was a little taken back. Like I said, there I was like, there's no way Nick is a sushi guy. I mean, if you don't like you know, hamburgers, you know what though? You don't like sushi. Either. Nick, Nick's as far. You correct me if I'm wrong. I know you don't really like fish, but I don't do fish. Your no. concern isn't. Uh, the meat it's the fact that it's ground up you don't like ground up meat that's true so it's not that oh he doesn't like he might if you liked fish you'd probably be a sushi guy more so than like hmm. a filet of fish guy because it's just a piece of meat yeah i would i would know? i would want the meat as close to its original form right as that's possible. yeah so if you were a fish guy <laughs> you would be and i deserve that look that yeah Christmas you do gave. but <laughs> 
Well, sushi is a different thing because that's just a hunk of raw fish, and I, I don't. I just. I don't. I don't think you'd be down with that. I wasn't down with it when I first tried it. Um, I'm just gonna give a shout out to um, local place that's still around, mm. despite some setbacks and you know stuff in the world and as far as the owners i'm gonna go with the cavalier inn Ooh, in hammond indiana that's best, where, best pierogies i've ever had yeah and that's where our parents met so it's uh, historic yeah. in our family and i think there's probably still a picture of us hanging up there which is so funny for, for no real reason <laughs> yeah if we walk in there it might still be on the cork board it's probably still there You've never been there, right, Chris? Cavalier I've never Inn? been in there. I've driven past it many times, but no, I've never gone in. Yeah, that's deep family history Yeah, with for us, that place. Any turquoise jewelry for sale <laughs> over there? Quite Probably in the lost and found. <laughs> I'm keeping my eyes open for a wrist piece uh, inspired by today's episode. <laughs> So I've got two. One of them uh, coincidentally uh, dovetails with my answer to the first question. There's a place in Oak Forest, Illinois, called Jack Gibbons Gardens. Hmm. Never heard of uh, it. A couple, couple jobs ago uh, when I worked at that place in Orland Park. Uh, yeah. Boss was really into this place. Took us, took us there for like a office holiday thing and. But it took a couple clients there. Um, old school steakhouse. I mean, it, the, the you walk in there, it's like you're walking into like the early '70s. You back in time, wooden paneling everywhere. Uh, great bar with like the kind of bar where like the bartenders are these 60 year old guys. Who, yeah, or <laughs> like they've worked there forever. And you, you know, they know what they're doing. So I'm gonna try to find a clip. And see if this is, if this looks like the place. There's a Charles Bronson movie. I can't think of it. There's the one where he pretends to be a wine salesman. <laughs> Have you ever seen this clip? Never. It's incredible. Sounds good though. <laughs> um, I think Danny Trejo's in in this scene. Really? I think so. Let's wow. see here. But yeah, this that 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 place has been oh. around. I want to say. Uh, Look it up. It's been around for a long time. It's Death Wish 4, actually. You got it? Yeah, I've got Is it. Is that the crackdown? I guess, if that's 4. I don't know. If, can you play it? I don't know if Andy can... Uh, can you load it up on yeah. on there? It, just look up uh, Death Wish wine bottle. Okay. Incredible scene. I want to know if this, is, if this looks like the place that Chris is describing here. One second. Even that? though this would have been in the 80s, but still. Yeah, Jack Evans has been around since 1922. Wow. Damn, that's a that's hundred. A fucking hundred years last year. I didn't even yeah. realize that. Uh, you know what? I think you've sent this to me before. It's incredible. There we go. Let's pop this up. From Death Wish 4. Open, you bastard. Sorry, I'm yelling at it. Cheer oh, you. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going there. But my other choice, while you're pulling that up, uh, uh, 
be surprised if either of you are, have never been there before, but it's right here, over here in Hammond. Similar place, Freddy's. Oh, I've been mm-hmm. there, yeah. Yep, Hessville. Yeah, solid. How long has that place been around? Do you have any idea? Mm-hmm. My whole life, I don't know. Longer than that, probably, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know when it was established, but... Yeah. That's, that's always been the... For, I don't know how many mile radius... It's been like the nice place. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, now there are more places a little further south. But, but, but back when, back then, that yeah. was the nice place. Yeah. All right, here we go. Okay. So. Yeah, Freddy's Steakhouse has been a landmark on Kennedy Avenue in Hammond, Indiana, for over 50 years. There okay. you go. So he's walking in. Does this kind of look like the place? No, there's not a lot of brick. I mean, that bar kind of looks like it, but... Jack <laughs> Kimball. Represent Sautel Winery. It's a new winery located up there in Napa Valley. Oh. I have a sample of the first pressing here. Thought maybe you'd like a taste. So he's have a glass. Of it? Yeah, I would say this kind of looks yeah. like the vibe. Soliciting the bartender. Ever been up in Napa Valley? No, never been. Spend most of my time out here on the beach. Beautiful country. I'll take a trip up there. <laughs> I will. <laughs> Bartender's tasting it. Not bad. Not bad. Let's see what your customers say. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think that's a good idea. They'll love it. <laughs> what, well, what a con. Gentlemen, it's your lucky day today. Bottle yeah, this definitely is looking more like Jack Evans. Hey, don't I know you from someplace? I don't think so. Yeah. I know your face. Did you ever live in San Francisco? Um, I'm from Idaho. Hey, I got a brother in Idaho. What city? Boise? That's the Boise. only one I know, too. I know you. I never forget a face. <laughs> <laughs> Threw a drink in his face and ran away. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> the table blew the up. The whole table just blew up. And if you if you look at it, right before it blows up, it's the most obvious like mannequin... Oh yeah, the, sitting there at the table. It's it's special <laughs> effects. <but>. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Anyway, but yeah, the, I, I would say <laughs> <laughs> it's like Alex Van Halen with the sunglasses. <laughs> it does on. it does? Uh, I would say other than the brick, if you replaced the brick with the uh, with wood paneling, you, you know, pretty much have the interior of jacket. There is some back here, some yeah. wood paneling mixed in with the brick. <clears throat> what did he do? He just How did he blow them up? He threw lighter fluid on them, or what happened? There were, he left some kind of bomb at the table. He or did, they didn't bother showing us what he did? No. Because <laughs> I didn't see him like, put something under the table or anything. Well, he threw water in Danny Trejo's face and ran away right before the largest indoor explosion possible happened. Well, since Death Wish 3, when... Well, that's true. The, uh, that kind of got outdoors, though. Rocket launch. Yeah, it turned outside. You know what, there's a... Let's continue the scene. I was sitting here, <laughs> and all of a sudden, this bitch comes and just fucking pours some water on us. Okay. And question three. Ooh, favorite movie that was around before you were born? So... Mm. 
Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Favorite movie before I was born. There are a lot of them. I have to mm. Just nail one down, I guess. Hey, while you're thinking good news, I just got a notification that uh, while we were doing this broadcast, somebody bought an Adventures in Baby Oil t-shirt. <laughs> ah, cool. And somebody got a uh, My Log Your Fireplace earlier. <laughs> Adventures in Things Baby Oil. <laughs> Things are picking up. Someone's going to be wearing that. Someone's going to wear that to a concert yep. within the month. Yeah, it says one t-shirt, Adventures in Baby Oil. <laughs> we'll uh, take it. That's good. Before I was born. Ah, <clears throat> uh, let's see. Yeah, that would have to be an old one, because I'm pretty fucking old, and I can't think of any movies. Uh, well, I could buy you a m- couple minutes if you want. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go with one that uh, started my love of, like, old golden age Hollywood movies mm. comedies in particular I have to go with Duck Soup the Marx Brothers Ooh, absolute classic that's a good one I once owned that on VHS so yeah I used to uh, at the Purdue Calumet library I used to um, like my uh, wife had a class and I'd be there kind of waiting for her to get out I'd go to the library, and I would get duck soup, and I would go to the one VCR they had in the place, and I would watch it. And every so often, someone would be like, oh, I had a schedule to watch, like, uh, you know, Grapes of Wrath or something. Like, I had, I scheduled it last week. Um, I'm like, oh, I'm not, I'm not scheduled. I'm just, (laughs) just... I just watch this movie all the time here. Why would someone be scheduled to watch a movie? <clears throat> you could, you were able to do that. You were able to go there. You were able to sched, schedule a time slot to go there and watch a film. Could you library. not take it home? I would imagine you could have, but I, but if you wanted to just watch it there, you had that option. I mean, I understand why you did. You you explained it and it made sense, but why would some weirdo schedule a time to watch a movie at the library? <laughs> I don't know, but it And hap- when you could take it home and watch it. It happened a few times. <laughs> I'm watching Duck Soup and then someone like taps me Excuse on the shoulder. Excuse me. Excuse me. I this had, is my time. Yeah, I had a time slot uh, to watch a movie here. Oh, okay. Is there headphones? Yeah, there were headphones. Okay. Or I was just, like, obviously, it's not just blasting in the thing. I didn't know if there was a separate media room or something. No, I didn't spend much time in that library, Nick. No, I I don't know how I passed college. Chris, you know, I, I'm gonna have to cheat a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie was, and I, I I think I've talked about, I've mentioned this before on the show once, but. Uh, uh, when was it released? Yeah. It was released, uh, the United States, April 3rd, 1968. So I would have been one, one and a quarter, one and a third around that time. So not even one and a half, but, you know, I was alive. Yeah. I'm talking about 2001 A Space Odyssey. Mm. Mm. Kubrick. I've never seen it. Me neither. But I've heard my f- a few different. One of my reviews. earliest memories, and it couldn't have been around the original release. It had to have been re-released. But my parents took me and probably my brother. I don't remember that, but 
One of my earliest memories is being in a th- movie theater and seeing that opening prehistoric caveman sequence with the bones flying across the screen. Yeah. Th- it, that is my earliest memory in life. <laughs> and it couldn't... I, you don't remember shit when you're one and a half or yeah, one and a yeah. third, right? So it had to have been like a re-release, like they brought it back to theaters. Yeah. And they took us, and I was probably, I, I, I'm guessing I was three or four, maybe. Could have been still there, maybe. Or uh, like at a theater. If it was a, a smaller theater, maybe. Yeah, that brought, you know, bought the films later or whatever. Yeah, or like a midnight, who knows? Who knows what the situation, <laughs> it, it definitely wasn't like the original release. You don't yeah. remember anything when you're one and a half or whatever. Yeah. But that is my earliest memory in life. Wow. And then... You know, obviously, I didn't know, uh, understand anything about the movie. In fact, that's the only scene I really remember from that viewing, but I've since watched it um, several times, and it's a masterpiece, but it's, and it's weird you, I, and i like weird shit and so, it's it's a masterpiece of that just totally bizarre and you know that like for me his sweet spot is that and clockwork orange just th- those two movies are so fucking weird and masterfully done that uh th- those to me that's a high point and of course i like full metal jacket and I thought Eyes Wide Shut was pretty fucking awesome, too. A lot of people didn't like that movie, but I thought it was great. It definitely had the weird quality to it that I need to have in uh, Kubrick movies. The Shining, eh, I didn't think it was that great. No, not your favorite? No, but 2001 is, is weird. It, it, it's not for everyone. I, I'm not... Con- don't have much confidence that if you guys were to watch it, you enjoy it. It's uh, it's. <laughs> you know, there probably weird. would have been a time period where I would have enjoyed it, and I think I'm over that now. I watched Clockwork Orange once. Rented it from I the remember library. I watched it with believe you. Believe it or not, yeah. yeah. What'd you think of that movie? Wanted to really like it. Didn't really. I mean, I think. I I don't know. I didn't. It wasn't for me. Yeah. It's just too weird. It was really, yeah, it was weird. It was like unnecessarily violent. Like stuff didn't need to happen that happened. Yeah. It didn't make sense I mean, in the story. It, you know, that that's um, that happens in a lot of movies. But you know, that, I think that I think in Clockwork Orange, it's the whole premise of the movie that these guys are like a program. I mean, it, it, they call it ultra violence in the movie. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, so it's like Tarantino before Tarantino. Yeah, well, it's like it, you don't need it. <laughs> no, but it's gonna be there. No. Now a movie I think Chris brought up ah, a few months ago, probably. Um, I want to know if you think it's as weird as this movie because I doubt it. Uh, Two thousand one, Space Odyssey. Is it as weird as Eraserhead? Because I tried watching Eraserhead. I feel like nothing happens in Eraserhead. Yeah, it's that's not, a weird it's, movie. It's not. It's not. It, it's not as weird as that. And it's also like it's a science fiction movie, so it's got that element to it. So mm-hmm. there's a, a, the production values are obviously way higher. Yeah. 
But there's definitely just a lot of weird shit that goes on that you just you just don't. It's like who comes up with this stuff? But, <laughs> but I, I I tend to like that stuff and yeah. And I've, I I appreciate that movie for the masterpiece that it is, and also that it happens to be my my earliest memory in life, which is very strange. So. <laughs> Yeah, and especially like you were gonna say, it was a potentially a midnight showing. If you were three or four at a midnight showing, I and mean, it's not impossible, but it was a different time. It was a different Seat time. Seatbelts yes. were not a requirement no. back yeah. then. So oh, my parents, my, my parents also took uh, us to uh, the opening of Jaws <laughs> that, that came out when I was eight years old. I mean that that was like that was a that was a. Uh, legitimate like phenomena i mean the line was around the block outside the theater to get in and uh, the place was packed and everybody was into it and uh, yeah i was probably a little too young to be witnessing that movie but uh it was a different time now you never got to go to a theater i forgot what they called them but they used to rig the seats sense around yes did you ever get that i didn't go to one of those movies but the 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 one that the 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 movie that uh in the the first movie i remember that they had in sense around was earthquake was in the 70s they had all those disaster movies Mm -hmm. Like the towering inferno, which I rem- I think I saw that at the theater as well. Um, an earthquake, and you know some other like airport, airport, the yeah, predecessor to airplane, but like you know plane crash or you know disaster movies was a big thing in the seventies. And what did they do? What's the the gimmick of the seats, they they would shake with the earthquake. Okay, they rigged it up so this the whole theater yeah. would shake. They would they would do it. I think in the fifties, right, for Vincent Price movies and stuff like that, like the mm-hmm. sort of like sort of low mid budget horror movies. Just to, you're you're watching it intently, then all of a sudden you you know if, if the seat goes off and it freaks you out. And yeah, kind of like Fair Oaks Farms when they spray you. <laughs> When did they spray you? <laughs> I saw. We went to the 4D uh, show there one time, and okay. and there was a. I, I forget what it was, but there was when you're watching it, something like there's water spraying, like a cow udder squirts uh, on you. I don't know, but you get a little mist all of a sudden. Mm. It's a it's a little extra, little oh. extra component to your mu- your movie viewing experience. Okay, I never knew that was going <laughs> on over there. You know, one time I went to Big Mama's house too, and there was a dildo in the popcorn. <laughs> I was going to say there is a, 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 a seize saddle in every seat. Uh, yeah. It's the modern version of the sense around. You sit down on a, a big white dildo. <laughs> great. Wow. Great. Now we have to record a Ted Nugent parody. Uh, <laughs> big white dildo. Great white. great white dildo. All right. Next week. <laughs> Who's playing that riff? Yeah. That's a tricky one. Could, sounds think, like it could be. Never tried yeah, it. Yeah, that would be a tough one. I don't know. All right. Well, 500, guys. We did it. You did it. I did it. But you guys are coming around the corner. <laughs> well, Andy's the only one who knows how to work any of the technical equipment. So he's of course, he has to be on every episode. We just yeah. can't do it without him. So Yeah. 
I gladly would have missed a few if I didn't have to. Well, when he has to miss it, we just don't do an yeah. episode. Yeah. So. Or he calls in from Mexico. Oh, that's right, yeah. What was that? The Ray Pugnante episode. Oh. Wait, was I not there? Right. Yeah, you, 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 ran, you ran everything from Mexico, and we, we, we all called in. Is that what I did? Yeah. Oh, shit, I don't remember that. Yeah, remember that's the, what happened, right, Nick? It is. I remember yeah. it very clearly. Wow, remember the uh, Cleveland fiasco last year? I tried to do it remotely. Yeah, didn't work. We had to shut it down. Ah, oh well. Oh, and you know, by the way, because um, I we're testing the uh, the uh, a Patreon thing that we've talked about, where I've been doing this for the past couple weeks, where we're kind of doing a like a lurker live stream. Right, we've talked about that, and I've sent it to a few friends just to say, "Hey, is this working? Anything, you know, any technical issues before we put it available for uh, pay?" You know, is it working? Yeah, it's working. And uh, Aaron Green's watching, and he said, "That was me who bought that shirt, <laughs> the <laughs> oh, Adventures good. in Baby Oil." So good, thank you, Aaron. Good on Man. you. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, Andy has alluded to uh, Patreon stuff. We're going to be. Uh, Unveiling those tears, uh, the w- tears as in T E T I E R S, not T E A R S. Hopefully, um, unveiling those the week of the release of this episode, and hopefully you find some value in uh, some of that stuff. And and if you do, you know, dive in. But if you don't, you will still get the show as you normally would. I think the yeah. only thing that's coming off the table for non-patrons is the uh, ability to com- uh, to submit song selections, correct? Yeah. You're still going to let them do yards. Yards are fine. Yeah. And, uh, but you gotta you got to be a patron to add a song to the Bozo Peter. Yeah, and if We're you- wiping it clean. If you scrubbing the hard drive and starting over. If you just listen, nothing changes. Right. If you're a cheap, broke bastard like me, you don't really lose anything. So don't worry if if you're of my ilk. Yeah, but we're gonna have some, uh, you know, I believe four membership or patron tiers, and yeah. like I said, hopefully you find some value there, and and uh, if not. Show goes on, and you yeah. can still get it every Monday. So. Yep. Well, the Mondays that Andy can be here. <laughs> all right. Well, guys, we did it. High fives all around. Five hundred. Next milestone is the official ten-year anniversary. That's coming in April. Yeah. It's so. what? Is it in April twentieth? Mm-hmm. N- no. I thought it was. I no. thought it was. It I looked thir- back, and that wasn't right. That's wrong. Okay. Let me check real quick. Jeez. Oh, hey, it? whose pick is it next week? I think it would be mine. Okay. Yeah. Yes? Mm-hmm. Okay. okay hold For on our buttonfly episode. <laughs> April 22nd. Really? Yes. Okay. April 22nd. Very interesting. 
Didn't we record, uh, was it three the first day? Or was it one and then a couple the we next time? We were off to the races at first. Uh, yeah, it, 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 at the outset, it, the plan was to record several and then like rec- yeah. do a m- recording session once a month or something like that. Yeah, the first couple, they're less than an hour for the first... Jeez. Yeah, it's probably we should probably go back to that, but it's too late. <laughs> well, we're comfortable at about an hour and a half. Yeah. So that's but are the people, listeners? Well, well, apparently they are. That's what so they're, they're used to. Yeah. Yeah. People still seem to like the show. So. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll be back next week for season three, the crackdown. <laughs>